What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a history. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hey! <laughs> Hi, Kate! Hi, how are you, Ashley? I'm... I'm well, thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) I am very glad that you're well. I love, let me tell you. Now listen. Now I am listening. I love every time you start this pod, you sound like a different 60s game show host. Oh, okay. What game show am I hosting today? I don't know. Uh, Match game. Sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the one with the serial killer on it? What? Yeah. So, you know, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker? He was a guy with, like, serious mental illness. Okay. That... I vaguely know what you're talking yeah. about. Like, no. at his height, he was just, like, walking around neighborhoods, jiggling door handles and going in and, like, yes. doing bad things to yes. people. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, he was a maniac. Yes. Fully. There's a woman on YouTube that I watch uh-huh. do her makeup. Okay. While she talks about different murderers and serial killers, and she talked about the Night Stalker. She must be very popular. She is very popular. Yes, she is. That's really funny. (laughs) And so much more interesting than listening to makeup talk. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't talk Mm -hmm. about what she's doing. She's just doing it. Yeah. And then talking about grisly murders. Hmm. Uh Well, the reason I bring it up is because Richard Ramirez, like, mid being a serial killer, was a contestant on Match Game. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's him. It better be him. Wow. I want to learn everything about that now. All right. right. (laughs) Myfavoritemurder.com. This is a Mad Men podcast, but it's mostly a My Favorite Murder promotional podcast. It has been coming back (laughs) the last few weeks. Yeah. Well, I just want them to know that I love them. Um... We are back in my kitchen. Again, Again. third week in a row. We're nailing it. It's very exciting. Yeah. Now let me tell you. Yes. I get very excited because Uh it is social interaction. Yeah, feels good. (laughs) It feels real good to do that in how you say real life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yesterday I don't think I saw anyone in person. No. No, I don't think so. It's very limited during the week. Yeah. It's very limited, but... I'm happy that I'm interacting with you, Ashley. Yes. As we talk about season two, episode eight of Mad Men. Of Mad Men. Mad a Men. night to remember. Not a night stalker. No, not a night stalker. Not a night stalker. Though uh, we remembered him too. <laughs> remembered him too. I don't think I had any correct. Everything I said was exactly correct. No oopsie Once daisies. Once again, hundred percent truth. Okay. Uh, you obviously I speak always purity speak. from your lips. <laughs> So let's get down to what you predicted. <gasps> Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted that we will not learn about the flashback. Oh, I nailed that. You sure did. Didn't see a damn thing about that. Nope. Uh, we would begin to see the streets of New York are covered in garbage. <laughs> Previously, it had been uh, hidden in the office, but now we see there are like Utz bags and Martinson coffee tins. All over the goddamn place. Well, we saw Utz again. We did. Utz did can't come up. Utz came I'm up. not giving you that one. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you said that Betty and Don would come to blows. Yes. Betty would try to hold it in, and Don would <gasps> call for uh, 
her, their son Bobby. Right. And Betty would boil over and push Don, and Don would push, push. back. Push. And they would uh, push back and forth for one minute and 17 seconds. <laughs> and the kids' heads would be going back and forth like a tennis match. Which is very close to what it actually is. happened. Yes. They absolutely, we saw the kids' heads. The kids' heads were doing following. a little look-see-roo. That is very, you are so Look at me. I'm amazed. I'm Don Stradamus. Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradon Miss is my that's, new name. Yeah. Would Miss Nostradon be too far? <laughs> <laughs> or just Nostradon Miss? Nostradon Miss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not klutzy or klutzy. It's fine. It's, I like it's it. perfect. I think it is. It is perfect. Definitely. What else did I uh, you accurately predict? That Sal would be so in love with Ken. Oh. He's floating behind Ken with his eyes turns mm. into hearts mm. but no one actually says anything ken notices that all of his lighters have gone missing <laughs> and is inspired to write a short story okay by that experience okay joan is furious oh shit jane gets well, into more shenanigans breaking into offices stealing lunches and family photos from ooh. secretaries and joan is waiting to viscerally attack roger literally clawing him to shreds and honestly <laughs> i think we're just getting closer to that yeah we're getting there we're on the way yeah she's working on it cooper uses company funds to buy mm. more and more artwork and we would just see deliveries in the right. background that wouldn't right. get mentioned uh roger would notice the missing money and bert would say ah shucks <laughs> so that's what you predicted would happen okay which I mean, a lot of those things could have happened. The camera just wasn't on them. That's true. Listen, we didn't see Cooper at all, so we don't know what he was doing. Right. He was probably on, like, an art heist somewhere. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 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 But listen, I nailed it with those kiddos. You nailed it with the kiddos. And generally, like, the the vibe. The vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. A synopsis for season two, episode eight, A Night Mm. to Remember is Peggy is asked to contribute her advertising know-how on a church project, mm-hmm. Don tries to market Heineken beer to a new demographic of wealthy housewives and comes into conflict. <laughs> Take it again. Comes into conflict with Betty. Conflict. Conflict. Harry recruits assistance from Joan to help with the television division. So those are three things that happen. That's true. And we're going to talk about them not in that order. <laughs> So looking at Peggy, she visits her sister, Anita. Yeah. Yeah, she goes home. She goes home and mm-hmm. sees her sister. She brought gifts for her boys who yeah. are out back throwing rocks at laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and Anita's talking about how her husband's just bitching about his back yeah. and like possibly just doesn't want to go to work. Right, just faking it. And her mom's bitching about her bunions. Yeah, everybody's bitching. Yeah. And Penn's... Peggy lends the husband a Horatio Hornblower book and says, I was right. There is only one book about Moby Dick. (laughs) And I just want to have been a fly on the wall for the argument. Yeah. Where the husband is like, no, there's like a whole series of Moby Dick. (laughs) It's like a full on Hardy Boys series. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It should be. Listen, that's Mm -hmm. how we make our millions. Let's rewrite Moby Dick as YA series. Wow. Yeah. That, I think, would be 
it would really be gangbusters. I'm sure it hasn't happened yet. I'm positive it has. Not the way we're gonna do it. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot less Moby, a lot more Dick. Hey! Adults really love that. <laughs> That's great with the preteen crowd. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, Catherine. Mm. It's Good Friday, so Father Gill <laughs> visits, and it seems like we don't know if. So Peggy has seen him. But, like, it may, may not have really, like, come into contact, really. Yeah, since. it's clear that she's been going to church. Yes. Because he mentions having mm-hmm. seen her at church. Yeah. Um, but that she seems uncomfortable. She yeah. doesn't participate in the things. Right. In so, communion. Mm-hmm. Which, as we discussed in our last catechism lesson, <laughs> uh, is you sit out communion when you're, you've got some sins that you haven't mm-hmm. confessed. That's right. And, of course... Gil knows what that is. Yes. So he asked for help publicizing a CYO dance. Are you familiar with that term? Church Youth Orchestra. One out of three is bad. (laughs) Uh, Catholic Youth youth Organization. Oh, okay. And that's, it's something I was, I I looked it up and it seems like some kind of like chartered thing. It's not just like a generic term for you know, Bible study, mm-hmm. it's, and I've heard, like, the term CYO, it's mm-hmm. just kind of thrown around a lot, but I thought it was interesting, the Wikipedia said it was kind of like the Catholic answer to the YMCA, oh, which is like a Protestant. Right, 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 the Young Men's Christian Association. Exactly. Association. 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 Yeah. One thing to note in this Please. scene, uh-huh. and there's th- this happens a few times, so I'm going to make note of it when All it happens. Right. I would love to hear this. Peggy is wearing a gingham dress uh-huh. that is blue. There is a mm. lot in this show of ladies in blue. Is it time to review our royal blue? <laughs> uh, the, the, the results of the poll? The results of the poll. Yes, I think it's time. So we didn't, we actually got a good amount of feedback. More than just the two of us plus yeah. you also on the Mad Women page. <laughs> like that and uh and we also got some answers on our facebook and so some of these answers are electric blue cyan Hmm. blue (laughs) a couple more blues a cerulean okay and cerulean is teal as is cyan i'm just saying wow if you look it up it has a greenish hue. <laughs> I mean, yes. And, of course, not all of those answers can be exactly true. Right. But I just, I want to point out, so on the Royal Blue Wikipedia page, <laughs> there's a traditional Royal Blue, which is pretty dark. Okay. And then there's like a web color. The web color. Which that is looks like what, pretty close to the dress she was wearing. Her dress was so much lighter than that. Regardless. I'm going to pull up a Pantone swatch. That's what this is. But I mean, I'm going to pull up a Pantone swatch of the color of her dress Mm. so we can have an exact name. Do that after. Okay. 
if you didn't do your homework between episodes, <laughs> we're not just going to wait around for you to figure it out, okay? I didn't say I was going to do it right now, okay? Yeah, sure. I'm just... You didn't say it, <laughs> I just would like to note, in this scene... Yeah. She's wearing blue. She's wearing a, sh- a shade of blue. Yes. This is fascinating. <laughs> well, it, it's going to come up a lot. Okay, okay. It has already All right. come up a lot. It has. The women in this show, oh. the powerful yes. women in this show, wear yes. a lot of blue. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> I know I've been fighting you on that. You've been fighting me so yeah. hard. There's no fucking blue in this show, Ashley. That's not even regular blue. <laughs> She's wearing a straight up red t-shirt. It's fucking red. I don't red. know what you're talking about. <laughs> She's wearing a Cannibal Kings shirt, Ashley. I don't know what that is, but that is Band. Or Cannibal be. Corpse. I can't remember the name. Whichever it's one punk. doesn't exist know. is right. our new name. <laughs> of our new troop. All right, so uh, Peggy agrees reluctantly to help right. out with this, and Father Gill calls her and asks for Peggy, and she pretends to be her own secretary, mm-hmm. and then says, oh yeah, Peggy's... Peggy's it was being. very cute. And he is looking at this flyer that says, it's titled A Night to Remember, and it mm. has like, you know, faceless people dancing with yes. each other. Very and, close. Yes. And asks if she can make whatever this is, a poster, and... Saying that A Night to Remember sends the wrong message to girls. Mm-hmm. Like the CYO committee isn't really happy with it. And Peggy says, you have to get the girls, otherwise the boys won't come. Tell them this is the way it works, and I know better than that. Yes. Now, yes. let me note something, Catherine. Okay. Peggy, in this scene, is wearing blue. <gasps> no shit. Yet again. <laughs> it is a different shade of blue. <laughs> but she is once again. All right. Wearing fucking blue, okay. god damn it. I have never argued that people aren't wearing blue. It was really just the shade. I don't know where this aggression is coming from. <laughs> I just, I it's a thing that I've noticed about this show, and yeah. I'm going to yeah. tell you every time it happens hey, from now on. This is your new segment. <laughs> Who's in blue? I'm trying to figure out a pun on now listen or here's the thing where blue <laughs> comes in. We'll figure it out. Okay, you'll fi- we'll find yeah. it. So at this point, Father Gill has strong-armed her into doing free work mm-hmm. and then is like, I would like you to change more of it and I want you to come and speak to the CYO committee. Right. They want to feel involved. Yes. They want to be included in this. Yeah. And they don't really seem to want her around and like they would be able to do it without her this is another this is bobby barrett uh asking Mm -hmm. don for help with jimmy's career and you know why tell me it's because it's because Uh father gill is in love with her okay he's got his contacts in and what do those contacts say oh these ones they're more polite this time around they're not as yeah. Salacious, as when yeah. they said, "Do me, <laughs> do me now." Pretty salacious ones. Yeah, these ones are just like, "Hey, you're a nice lady." Uh-huh. In the right eye, yes. and in the left eye, says something to the effect of, "Could we please snuggle and hold hands?" That is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Do you think? And I don't want to. This is an early prediction, and I'm sorry for even saying it. <laughs> but like, imagine. 
Father Gill and uh-huh. Peggy, uh-huh. they chaperone the CYO dance. Oh. They, you know, oh. hey, here's a song that played when we were kids. Oh. Can I have this dance? Oh. And then, Isn't that sweet? Oh, and, how sweet. But, like, they dance with enough room for the Holy Spirit. Oh, so, I was about to say the opposite. I was going to say they ain't leaving no room for no. Jesus. Well, I was thinking, like, because it's where they are, it would just be, like, strong, yeah. longing yeah. looks. Mm. You know how they love longing looks. I, they love a longing look in this I'm show. I'm giving away everything that happens in this episode. <laughs> it's all spoilies. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for spoiling <laughs> Mad Men. <laughs> So then we see Peggy presenting mm-hmm. a night to uh, remember to the committee, and she says it holds the wholesome promise of the kind of handholding that eventually leads to, to marriage. marriage. <laughs> the kind of handholding. Because <laughs> there's different kinds of handholding. There, there is. That's true. Yeah. I talk about this often. Ooh, tell my, me. My best friend and I... Hmm. <laughs> you've held her baby all of a sudden she's your best friend again where was she the last year huh i let you hold my cats that's true yeah that's true that i've held true. your i've held your cats mm-hmm. now listen i never said that you weren't also my best friend wow <laughs> okay let me rephrase this girl heather that i know this girl that has been in my life for a while, mm-hmm. uh, we we used to hold hands. When we'd go for walks, we'd yeah. hold hands. But we wouldn't hold hands the boyfriend-girlfriend way, okay. which is interlacing. Okay. We'd hold hands the friend way, oh. which is, you know, kind of cupped yes. together. Okay. Uh, but sometimes yeah. we would hold hands the boyfriend-girlfriend way just because we wanted to. Yeah. And she also has very tiny little hands like I do. Mm-hmm. And so it's the only time we ever hold hands with, with like, ourself. Like, okay. holding hands with her is like holding hands with myself because her hands wow. are so tiny. You want. <laughs> All right. It's your best friend. We can hold hands anytime, Kate. No. The girlfriend-boyfriend way or the friend way. Oh, sounds like you already got a girlfriend-boyfriend hand-holding. <laughs> That's fine. I got a couple of them. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a... I only hold hands the girlfriend boyfriend way with one lady. Oh well, I'm there sorry. you go. See, it's... then we can hold hands the friend way. We can mm. we can clasp. I don't, I don't know if my girlfriend. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep your hands to yourself, you. F- hussy. Well, then now listen. Don't get mad when I hold hands with Heather. Wow. All right. All this right. is where mad women all fall so apart over hand apart. holding. <laughs> Our hand-holding will never lead to marriage, Kate. I'm sickened by it, too. Sickened by it. I can tell. Mm-hmm. So, all right. <sighs> anyway. So, the, this is where the lady, CYO lady, is like, maybe they're dancing too close. Leave some room for the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And Father Did you Gil- ever say that in school? Or did people ever say that to you, leave room for Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would assume that would happen in the South, For in, sure. in Alabama. Yeah. It also happened in Hazel Park. That makes sense. Now, did they say the Holy Ghost? Because that's definitely a Catholic thing. Nope. They said, leave room for Jesus. Yeah. That's what we got, too. Okay. But that's just because Catholics like the Holy Ghost. Okay. Yeah, sure. So you can imagine just like... Who is the whole... Is the Holy Ghost Jesus? Well... No, that's the Son. 
There's the, the Father, Trinity. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's Holy right. Ghost. Okay. So Jesus is the Son. Yeah. And God is the Father. Yeah. The Holy Ghost is like the spirit that fills your soul with the fire of God's love. Oh. Ooh. They're you know, they're all one. Oh. It's a trinity. Okay, sure. Like, there's still just some overlap. Okay. There's probably, like, different religions based on different interpretations of the yes. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's for true. sure. Yeah. So, I'm not going to pretend to explain it all. <laughs> you want to phallicize to me right now? I mean, it's like, I would, personally, uh-huh. I think Jesus was, like, a human man <laughs> who had, like, you know, was connected with his... The spirit inside him. Okay. He and had the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Okay. He was on fire with the Holy Ghost himself. Mm-hmm. And everybody can be just like Jesus was. Uh-huh. And it's like, so Jesus represents like the human. Right, right. And God represents the greater universe. Right, right. Um, and, and then the Holy Spirit is... The connection between the yeah, two. Like a single person finding the grace or the enlightenment mm. that brings them into atonement with God. Mm. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'd rather leave room for Jesus because then you're just having a threesome and that's a better time. Wow. All right. Well. If that's the human. <laughs> <laughs> if I got to pick one, I don't want no bird. Uh-uh. Or my dad. Exactly. I want this 33-year-old carpenter who's fit as hell. Come on. Tall, dark, and handsome. Let's do this. That's a tall drink of water right Let's there. Go, Jesus. Get up in the middle of this box step. Hey, Jesus, can you buy us beer after this dance? <laughs> <laughs> With your beard, you don't need an idea. It's cool. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Father Gill says to make them... Uh, more separate than maybe have them doing the box step, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing you wouldn't be quite so snug. No, you wouldn't. While you're doing, you wouldn't. And then there's like an argument about how this is marketed toward girls, and then boys won't go. And Peggy's like, "No shit, right. that's how this works." Right. And they want to try something totally different. Like they want a different image, they want a different catch line, they want to keep the one they're doing, but also so, so they're just right. like doubling work. And then Peggy's like. Uh, Father Gil, can I talk to you in my office for a second? (laughs) And she's mad that it's the same thing that Don told Duck in the last episode, where he told Duck that you're pitching to me more than you're pitching to clients. Mm. And so Don, uh, Betty is... Right. All right, let's try another character. (laughs) Peggy is treating it like it's very much like a client meeting. Yes. And she's creative, and Gil is accounts. Right. And instead of... Him convincing the women of Peggy's vision. Right. He's trying to make Peggy find their vision. Right. And she's mad about it. She's not, she's not about it about it. She's tired. Yeah. I think she's a little bit on edge with Father Gill specifically. Yeah. She's just waiting for him to do exactly what he does, which is get down to like serious business. Mm-hmm. Get down to that Holy Ghost. Get down to that Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Try to light that flame in her heart. <laughs> all right and then we don't see them for a little while actually for a, a hot minute yeah a lot of things happen a lot of things happen we'll talk about them later mm-hmm. and we see peggy leading father gill through the office and father gill for the second time in this episode says this is a very impressive operation when did he say it the first time someone else says it 
Oh, 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 oh. I said that poorly. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Father Gill is coming through. It's an impressive operation, and Peggy says, it's Madison Avenue, baby. She looks so proud. Yeah. She's just strolling through this office, uh-huh. beaming. Yeah. Just beaming. Yeah. Because not only does she work in this cool, hip mm-hmm. Madison Avenue office, yeah. but she's not a secretary. No. She's taking this guy to her office, mm-hmm. where she's going to do man work. Yeah. And she's very proud. She is proud. It was sweet. Yeah. It was a sweet little scene. She's she's showing, like, kind of her co-workers that a little bit mm-hmm. of, uh, it's not really outside business, it's pro bono work, mm-hmm. as he framed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the boys are taking this opportunity to make jokes, and Pete asks, did we get Miracle Whip? <laughs> Which is a great line. Uh-huh. And then Ken says, it makes a lot of sense, because she's an undercover nun. An undercover nun. Which right. doesn't make any sense, but... Because she's not. Maybe She's not. definitely not. And it's, again, this happens frequently where this is a joke made to Pete, who is the one person who knows she right. ain't no nun. Right. Then we see them in her office, and Father Gill is just so impressed by this Xerox machine, <laughs> which, I mean, I'm so impressed by Xerox machines. Mm-hmm. And I know there's there's ham and spam in the... Ham and spam? There was a, a commercial poster... Was there? Oh, I missed that. And the line was, there's ham and spam. And I like that even in 1962, they were like, guys, spam, there's like actual meat in there. Right, right. It's real food. Right. And then, as they're waiting for the Xerox to finish, which is in Peggy's office, Mm -hmm. he's got her trapped. Father Mm -hmm. starts asking her if there's something that she needs to talk about because she doesn't take communion. And God already knows whatever it is. And Peggy says... Then I don't need to talk. Yep. <laughs> She's like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good, Father. Which I don't blame her. I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. You don't need to know none of my business. Right. If you're not the one ultimately judging me anyway, mm-hmm. and he who is already knows, yeah. then I can keep my damn mouth shut. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And and she tells him that I don't think you'd understand, because you don't have to live life like the rest of us. Which was interesting. What does mm-hmm. she mean? Is it... Is it speaking to his privilege as a man? Is it speaking to his privilege as a father? I, th- I think it's, as a priest, right. he's not entwined in relationships, in, like, romantic relationships. Mm, and, mm, um, sure. And, like, right. regular work, you know. Because I'm sure part of her decision to give up her baby or... Part of the mental, you know, block that kept her from keeping it yeah. was her position in this office. So, like, if she was going to raise a baby, she probably wouldn't be able to be a copywriter. Right. And if she was going to inform the father of the baby, she's probably not going to work in that office. And so it's like her career right. and her private life are being... Are there, and those are just things that Father Gill is opted out of, or it appears mm. he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says that it's communion, which doesn't just mean, you know, eating bread and wine. Mm-hmm. It's community. It's being with other people. It's not just being with God. There's no sin too great to bring up, to bring to God. Don't you feel you deserve his love? And Peggy, like, comes so close to, like, spilling the beans. Yeah. She almost, she does that classic girl thing of taking the big breath in, about to talk, mm-hmm. and then just exhales yeah and then the copier stops she puts her smile back on her face Mm -hmm. and just like because the whole time she's just keeping super Mm businesslike 
and puts her stuff, puts the flyers in a box, sends him out, and then, like, I wrote, she holds her baby maker. Yep. Yep. Hold, yeah. I, I wrote that, too. She's, like, yeah. clutching her abdomen. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the kind of thing, like, yes, I don't think she's obligated to confess sins. Mm-hmm. But she is carrying this great burden, and she's not going to therapy. And I think in some ways, like, a, you know, a religious figure can be something of, like, a counselor. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's one of their jobs. Mm-hmm. But she's holding it all inside on, on her own. Well, and that was interesting, too, because mm-hmm. this moment of her clutching mm-hmm. her womb yeah. is the first acknowledgement that mm-hmm. we get that she knows yeah. that she had a baby. That's really true. Because everything that we've seen of her from this point mm-hmm. um, is her in the hospital denying mm-hmm. that she knows, is her telling Don that yeah. she doesn't know, is um, her looking sort of strangely at her nephew. <laughs> That's son of a bitch. We're going to pretend it's her <laughs> nephew. <laughs> um, but no acknowledge, like no mm-hmm. actual, and I mean... Here, she doesn't actually say, oh, yeah. yes, I had a baby. Right. But, yeah. I mean, that it's very clear what she was doing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, she always just, like, doesn't respond. Right. Even if she hears direct evidence. Right. <laughs> that. Right. Yeah, so I feel like, yes, he's being very intrusive, and he pushed her to do all this work without really thinking about how it would affect her mm-hmm. and he's pushing her but there is also a little bit of truth that and i think that look in her eye was her kind of wanting mm-hmm. to unburden herself mm-hmm. because Same. Yeah, yeah yeah and she and this guy get along like they are well she can read his contacts that's true <laughs> she, she knows true. what his eyeballs are saying <laughs> so it ends her, her story ends just in the bathtub complete like naked hair back Mm -hmm. because she's been pretty she's been pretty and and Mm -hmm. like done up and her hair's done but um she looks shook oh yeah and then father gill is taking off his collar there's a whole scene where people are like getting undressed for the day yeah yeah and taking off kind of their not their position their like persona yeah yeah in some ways yeah that they have to hold on to yep and then father gill takes out his guitar, and just goes to town immediately. I wrote Rock and Roll Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was expecting mm-hmm. this, you know, very, like, classical guitar-sounding yeah. thing, right. and it's mm-hmm. just Rock and Roll Jesus. Because <laughs> that's... But it's still a lot, yeah, for a priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And the song that he plays is Early in the Morning by Peter, Paul, and Mary, which came out on their... I think their debut eponymous album. Oh. Of May of nineteen sixty two. So I'm not exactly sure. This is still the summer. This is still It's the later in the summer, yeah, yeah, because Memorial Day has already happened. That mm-hmm. was what, two eps ago? Yeah. That it was Memorial Day? And last episode they talked about the Port Huron statement, which I think was mm. either June or July. Mm. And so it's still summer. <laughs> Ding. Alright. That's Peggy and Father Gill. Mm-hmm. So now we can talk about a little guy named Harry Crane. Harry Crane. And 
starts off, Duck is chastising him that as of today, you're costing this company more than you're making it. Because there was a TV show <laughs> where a Russian spy was repeatedly referred to as an agitator. And then the following commercial was the Maytag, the amazing agitator. Like, so funny. Yeah. Which, I don't know that before I first saw this show, I've ever heard of like a washing machine Oh. Referred to as like an agitator. Well, the thing inside that yeah. twists back and forth is the agitator. Right. Mm-hmm. That, and it makes sense that like there was a point where that was a new invention mm-hmm. and it was really cool. Right. Uh, but at this point, I think that's just standard for washing machines. So uh-huh. the term hadn't come to my world. Right. So he tells. It's like mm-hmm. it's 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 a a mind boggler for me now when yeah. I see these like new fancy washing machines. Yeah that don't have that. Oh. Like the front-loading washing machines or even do? some top-loading ones uh-huh. that don't have that middle post agitator. I'm like, how yeah. does it wash the clothes? Do they have kids throw rocks at the laundry? Right. They get it to... I have no idea. Oh, God, that puppy's outside <gasps> again. Oh, God. Do you see it? No. It's over there. There it goes. Hi, puppy. Oh, oh. God, look at it. Look at it. Oh, God, it's romping. <laughs> <laughs> it romped. Oh, yeah, dear listener, it's a puppy that is the size of a puppy, <laughs> yeah. as Kate Continues described. To be the size of a puppy. It is still uh-huh. the size of a puppy. How is that puppy not grown in a week? I don't know. Maybe it'll always be that little. Listen, we need this puppy to be the first guest on the pod. <laughs> puppy, why aren't you big no more? Puppy, why, why are you still small? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's still. It was. It romped more. It, it's romping. You keep missing the romp. Part of me really wants to cry about that puppy right now. Really? Yeah. I won't. I'm going to hold it together. Did I ever tell you about the time when I was pregnant and it was newly pregnant Mm -hmm. and I 100% lost my ever loving mind because I realized Uh that I will never be a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I... It's, uh-huh. it's just never going to happen for me. Yeah. I'm never going wow. to be a puppy. That's a hard truth to I know. To face. And I was like, I don't know, maybe 10 <laughs> weeks pregnant. And just, it just hit me. And I sobbed for, I don't, a long time. Longer than anyone should cry yeah. about realizing yeah. they'll never be a puppy. Anyone older than the age of seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like when Dottie was three and uh-huh. in preschool, yeah. they asked the kids and they had this whole big like poster picture, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And she said, pink puppy. Oh. And I'm certain that yeah. she handled that realization <laughs> that she won't be a pink puppy better than I did at Aww. like 26. Oh, that I'll never be a puppy. Yeah. I also, in that same pregnancy, mm-hmm. cried because Kermit the Frog exists. Okay. The end. Okay. Just that Kermit exists <laughs> in the world. And like is a happy thing? Happy tears. Yeah, yeah just overwhelmed Not with like, happiness. I can't believe that son of a bitch Kermit. <laughs> How dare he treat Miss Piggy that way. <laughs> Patriarchy. <laughs> Amphibians. <laughs> patriarchy recently on this podcast we just did i'm glad that we did i'm glad that it was to kermit the frog yeah that's that guy's had it coming for (laughs) anyone who makes you listen to him play the banjo is right bad oh boyfriend material 
Woof. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Duck tells Harry <laughs> to get your part department in line or I'll gut it. And Harry's like, I'm, it's, it's just, just me. me. What the fuck do you want? And there's a moment where he's like waiting in the office for something to happen mm-hmm. and then just has to leave. There's a lot of, that happens a lot of someone like awkwardly waiting, outlasting like their welcome mm-hmm. in someone's office that I noticed. Yeah. We'll talk about those as they come up. So... <laughs> Harry asks the boys, just, you know, Ken, Sal, and whoever else, Pete maybe, to read TV scripts, and is like, there are things to do that I didn't know were my job, and Ken says, how can that be? You made that job up. Yes, I love (laughs) it. I love it. And they discuss how he just needs juniors to pawn work off and pawn blame off. Yes. And then Roger visits Harry's office which is like a weird thing mm-hmm. to see. And his office mate, I think Warren? Yes, Warren. Like, hides a banana and like a magazine in he his desk. He is such a weirdo. He's a cutie pie. He is a cutie, <laughs> but he's a weirdo. Yeah. And Harry uh, tells Roger that he wants a dedicated person to read these scripts. And then Roger asks, you smoke crane? And Harry says, sometimes. And Roger just pauses. And that's like, did you notice that? Yeah. It was weird. Was Roger trying to get a cigarette and Harry not picking up on the signal? I don't think so. I don't know what it was because he says, do you smoke? And Uh he says, sometimes. And Roger says, how do I know you're not just gold bricking? Yeah, yeah. What does it have to do with smoking? I don't know. Roger likes people to give him stuff, like give him a drink, give him things. So I... Hmm. Either... Maybe. I'm thinking either he was asking for a cigarette without asking for one. Right. Or it smelled funny <laughs> in the mm. office. But if it smells like cigarettes, it's going to smell like cigarettes. Right, like, who cares? They, they know it. They probably, none of them have the ability to smell smoke anymore. True, true. Yeah. wonder if somebody was smoking pot. wonder if Warren was smoking pot in there. That's why he was munching on that banana? Exactly. Probably. And he had to hide the banana because he's like, yeah. shit, if somebody sees me eating fruit, they're going to know I'm high <laughs> as a kite. <laughs> No one eats fresh vegetables and fruit in this office. Not in 1962. Mm-mm. I'm actually like a utopian hippie. Exactly. I love pot. <laughs> That's what Warren says. Yes. So Roger just tells him to find a way to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And so Harry, there's some Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. Who the hell is Mitch? I don't know. I don't know. He says, Mitch hasn't been happy with my recent promotion. He okay, says that to yeah. Sterling. And Sterling says, are you? And yeah. he says, yes, of course. Okay. And that's when Roger says, figure out a way to do it yourself. Okay. And then Harry turns to Warren and yeah. says, you better not tell Mitch what yeah. I said. Yeah. Who the fuck is Mitch? I don't know. And why does Mitch care? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm guessing Mitch and Harry were, like, co-equals in their position, maybe. And then mm. Harry got promoted and Mitch was I, Mitch, Mitch's yeah. be bitches. It's just every this happens, and they just throw in like these yeah. side characters, and it's like once again, there's a shit ton of people that work in this office, right? Even right. though this cast is a hundred people wide, there's still a thousand people that are off camera, right? Um, so then Joan comes in to see if she can be of assistance. Well, because Sterling sends a memo mm-hmm. that says he needs a girl yeah. to do some work, and so she's like assessing, you know, who could I send, and poor. Joan just wants, uh, no, poor Warren, yeah. just wants to say hi to Joan, 
and Joan is not interested, which right. you know because she ends every sentence with his name. Right. Which is, and also not Mr. Crane, not Mr. whatever Warren's last name is, but just mm, Warren. Right. Which is very, like, dismissive. Right. And very cool. But she's very interested in this project, and she's like, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. And she's... She loves the idea of it. She loves getting involved. Yeah. It's like some real work to do. Mm-hmm. It's something to do that isn't just telling other girls what to yeah. do. And it's like a need that needs to be filled mm-hmm. that no one's ever done before, too. Right. And Harry says, there's Maytag in there. They're very sensitive to communism. <laughs> Which is amazing. I love it. And then Warren says, why can't I do that? And Harry says, because you already have the job. And Warren says, no, I mean, talk to her like that. She's so much woman. She's so much woman. She is so much woman. And I immediately looked for and located a gif of Warren saying, she's so much woman. (laughs) And it's my new favorite gif. I love it. It's beautiful. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I'll send it to you specifically. (laughs) Every time I think of Joan. Good. And then we get to see Joan at home. And she's like sitting on the couch. Yeah. Tell us about what she's wearing. Okay, she's so cute. She's so cute. She's so cute. She's got these little black um, pencil pusher pants. Pedal pusher. Pedal pusher. What did I say? Pencil pants. Pencil pants or pedal pushers. They're kind of the same thing. I am glad to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this adorable little short sleeve sweater. Yeah. With brown and white and black stripes. Uh She is so 1960s at heart. She's got a headband. She's got her little headband. She's barefoot. She's so cute. She's just like relaxed. She's, yeah, she's lounging on the couch reading these scripts. Yeah. And she's not the office administrator. She's. She's she's not gliding anymore. No. Like when she goes into the kitchen uh-huh. to get her man a glass of water. Yeah. She like prances. Yeah. She's got this like lightness and this That's little so hop in her step. She's not the yeah. like When I think of Joan in the mm-hmm. office, she's like this pin straight top yes. to bottom. You could like put a ruler right down her yes. back. Mm-hmm. And she just effortlessly glides mm-hmm. through the anywhere and yeah. everywhere. And is very kind, not uptight, but authoritative. Very authoritative and very like penned in. Mm-hmm. And then here she is at home, yeah. splayed out on the mm-hmm. couch, bouncing. hopping around. Yeah, yeah bouncing. no high heels on. No, she's no dress so on. Cute. Yeah, because she's she doesn't have to be in charge there. She's fiance to this dude. Yeah. who comes in. So this Greg fiance, who's very cute. Yes. And so you remember, we saw her fiance right. Valentine's Day, and you said this is a different actor. actor. Yeah, right. So thank we only saw him once. Yes, and you could understand how you could believe it's just a totally different boyfriend, but apparently it is the same guy. But this is the actor that stays throughout okay. the rest of the series, and he is also very cute, as very I promised. Cute. Yes, you did. We're gonna get a cute boy. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I want from the show, it's mm-hmm. cute boys. That's right. And and Joan. That's all. Cute boys, cute girls. That's all we want. We just, I just want actors on television to be more attractive than regular people. Yes. Because I want to yes. look at them and think, boy, how ador- adorable and attractive that person yes. is. Yes. I want an entire universe uh-huh. only filled with hotties. Yeah. Come on. I want to suspend my belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I want to have really high expectations for when I enter the workforce. Yeah. That everyone around me will be smoking hot Absolutely. and well put together mm-hmm. and well dressed. Charming. Charming. Yes. Effortless. 
alcoholics. Alcohol. Let's hope they're alcoholics. Smoking like chimneys. Yes. Yeah. So Greg is kind of like, he's the man of the house. And we haven't actually seen Joan in this position where he's like, you didn't set the table. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want for, for to drink? Uh, he does, he asks for water, which is not a drink that most men in this mm-hmm. show but we remember he's a doctor, mm-hmm. and there is a liquor cart behind Joan. <laughs> She's drinking. Yeah. She goes to the table, and then she says, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to grab my drink. Would you like anything? Yeah. And he says, a glass of water. Yeah. And then she just comes back to the table with right. her drink. <laughs> yeah. So because her mind is on this work that she's doing. Right. She's like, you'll never believe what, you're not going to believe what happens now as the world turns, and asks him if it's actually medically possible for someone to wake up from a coma with a different accent. <laughs> right. Right. He's like, probably not. Yeah. And she tells him, or he tells her, you should be watching those shows, not reading them, with a box of bonbons on your lap to soothe your cravings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is what Roger told her, that once Mm -hmm. she gets married, she's not going to work anymore. Mm -hmm. And here's her man being like, bitch, you ain't supposed to work no more. Yeah. He's not making her. Right. But he's definitely preferring that she doesn't. Mm -hmm. But she likes working. She says it's a hoot. And when he says... That he says something positive and she says, well, I'm glad you approve. He says, I guess that's okay. Yeah. 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 And she very sarcastically mm-hmm. says, I'm glad you approve. Yeah. Which. Burp, 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 burp. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like a strumpet trumpet thing to say to your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the strumpet trumpet sound just came out of your mouth in the form of a question. <laughs> You somehow turned that sound <laughs> into a full sentence, yeah. which, burr, 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 yeah. This here's my question. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was a question as much as just like I'm throwing this in here. Uh huh. Okay. I believe this okay. is my commentary. Right. You generally assign them. <laughs> Listen, you are welcome to yeah. assign strumpet trumpets as you see fit. This is not. I'm glad a... you approve. <laughs> a burr, burr, burr. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mm-hmm. think Joan gets a little strumpet trumpet here yeah. too. <laughs> There's a proper There one. you go. And the next time we see them, uh, the Maytag reps are talking to Joan and Harry. And they say that Joan, uh, Joan is referred to as handling broadcast operations. Like she mm-hmm. walks up to mm-hmm. um, the Maytag people with Harry. And that's when one of the Maytag people says, hell of an operation you got here, Crane. Mm. Once again, in that bullpen of the office. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, neither Harry nor Joan nor Betty, Peggy, are like bigwigs in this mm-hmm. office. It right. is not their operation. They right. are all very low-level people. Right. And so they all are being, and the other storyline is also of you know low-level people who are underappreciated, but mm-hmm. but are still like handling the business. I would like to note, please, in this scene oh god here we go joan is wearing tell me a blue dress holy shit yeah this is the third blue dress that we have seen that's on one one of these yeah on one of these main ladies these main ladies now listen yeah what does this all mean yeah hell if i know (laughs) i haven't gone that far as to analyze you're just reporting the facts i'm just reporting the facts here we are yeah three blue dresses (laughs) thus far Listeners, keep your eyes peeled. Yes. 
Keep your eyes to the blue skies. Now let me tell you, not a single one of them was royal blue, okay? I am so proud of you for Thank you. That. Thank you. <laughs> they were like, I don't know, one was kind of a periwinkle, one was yeah. Robin's egg. Mm. Wasn't one gingham? To one was gingham. It yeah. was white and blue, but the yeah. blue was kind of like right. a like kind of like a mm-hmm. well, like a light blue. Mm. Jones' dress here is kind of yeah. like a light like an, a robin's egg. Yes, we'll compile all of these blue dresses for our <laughs> reference photos on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we see another meeting. I'm not. This is a different client. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know who it was. This is this is uh, not the Maytag people. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is. I don't think it matters. Okay. But I thought I knew, and then I realized I didn't, so I shut yeah. my mouth. Shut your goddamn trap. <laughs> so they're in a conference, and it seems like really fancy that the two of them are leading this client meeting in a conference room. In a room. conference room, right. And Joan chimes in to say that, like, about as the world turns, it's about to get unmissable. And, like, she has this, she knows how soap operas work, mm-hmm. whereas men probably don't as well. And she's, you know, instrumental in convincing him, the the clients, to buy more ad time during during that like, show. summer special yeah. series. And my Matt Zoller Seist book uh, points out that when she is complimented, and it, she, it may have also happened with the Maytag reps, they compliment her work and then her looks, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I like what she says and I like the way she says it. Yeah. And that's maybe one of the first times that, like... She's getting recognition for her work. You know, still everyone likes looking at her. Right. But they're also appreciating what she does. Right. And she really seems to like that. Mm-hmm. She's feeling very proud. She's feeling very proud. She's got chin up, tits out. She's doing good. She's doing great. Yeah. I bet she's feeling a little bit like Peggy. Yeah. I think she is like, mm. here's Peggy who went from being a yeah. secretary to being creative. Yeah. If she can do it, I can do it. Here's my foot in the door. Yeah. And and she's kind of trying to make herself indispensable a little bit. Like, she's mm-hmm. doing good work. Mm-hmm. But she's still a secretary mm-hmm. in some of these people's eyes. So Harry goes into Roger's office, and Roger's packing up, because he's always got to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And Roger says, thanks for squeezing me in. And Harry says, you said 4.30. Roger said, hell, it's only 4.30? <laughs> Let's make it brief, since it appears I'm on my way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so customers in accounting department are satisfied let's go ahead and make this what Joan has been doing a full-time position $150 a week he has to share an office yes so it's just they don't even consider Joan yeah it's just a man will be hired for this right. job we're gonna hire some man in here yeah. get another fucking dick in this yeah. office we need this sausage party Oy. to <sighs> level up here right and then this is another moment where Roger like just waits in front of the door for Harry to open it for him. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little awkward moment. Mm-hmm. And the next time we see Harry, he's laughing it up with some blondie boy. Some dude that he's hired. Dan Lindstrom. Boy. Fucking broadcast operations guy. And Joan? This is, I think, the least, the most she's like almost lost her cool. I wrote that she looks like she's about to cry. Definitely. Yeah. She's choked up. She's upset that she has to like, she's like, right now I have to tell him mm-hmm. what we're doing. And Right, because Harry wants her to fill in this guy mm-hmm. how to do this job. Yeah. Which, fuck you. Yeah. Just let Joan do it. Yeah. Like, 
I have to tell him because I'm already so good at it. Right. And also, he's probably not as aware of right soap operas and things like that. He's just mm-hmm. another, you know, it's a real old boys club that she walks into with right. him making jokes and right. God knows what story they were telling. Yeah. Uh, so poor Joan. Poor Joan. Yeah, she looks... She looks really hurt, and mm-hmm. she did a beautiful job. The actress did a beautiful job yeah. of what's her name, Christina Hendricks. Thank you, Christina Hendricks. I knew that I knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a beautiful job of portraying that subtlety. Yes, because she it's not over t- over the top mm-hmm. that she looks like she's about to cry. It's like a split second. Yeah, and then she pulls it back, mm-hmm. and and keeps her composure and keeps her cool. Yeah, um, and that it. That was probably a really mm-hmm. hard moment to play. Yeah. Because you you have to be so subtle. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just continue to keep your cool. Yeah. And you can't, like, overly be right. like... Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. She didn't have, like, a single tear running down. Or her voice... It was just like... Yeah. You could just tell this is not Joan at her you know, crisp, cool, yep. and collected. You self. could somehow see that burning that you get in your throat mm-hmm. when you're about to yeah. cry and your throat burns before you cry. Mm-hmm. Like, somehow she showed that with her yeah. face. That, and all she wants to do is get out of that office and yep. go cry somewhere in private. Yeah. Not in the break room, because that erodes morale. Yep. <laughs> uh, I wanted to right. point out that sh- he, she was married to... A relatively famous person, I believe. Christina Hendricks? Yeah. Um, Who was she married to? Jeffrey Arend. He was on Super Troopers. Oh, God, that guy? Yeah. She was married to that guy? Yes. What do you know him from? Uh, why? I mean, he must be really funny and charming. Wow. But they are separated. Yeah, they're divorced now, it says. Yeah, I just, or, yeah, that too. Interesting. I can't yeah. believe that's who she was married to. All right. Well, we've got one last moment in the Harry Jones storyline, and that is Joan at the end of the day, down to her slip, and mm-hmm. then like t- taking the strap down from her shoulder and massaging it, and that's along with, you know, taking off the priest collar and the right the makeup and the hair like that's her kind of well and you can see where her bra has been digging in she's got those red marks on her shoulder it's like a physical patriarchy patriarchy (laughs) yes (laughs) all right so then that leaves one final storyline just a little one just a minor one just a minor one that involves our friends betty who i'll Try my damnedest to get her name correct. <laughs> and Donald, the drapester. Mm-hmm. And when we left them, we had talked about they'd both been revealed. Mm-hmm. The truth had been revealed to them by Jimmy. Jimmy Barrett. And they were leaving a party. And what I realized after we recorded is because we had talked about how like they wouldn't be able to keep from acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize, like, they didn't know that the other one knew. Right. And so that right. would let them pretend things right. were okay. But as we see, it wasn't okay enough. Yeah. And also just the fact that when Betty threw up, she threw up in this brand new car, mm-hmm. which I hadn't really noticed. Yeah. So the ep- whole episode starts out with Betty galloping, and she's sweaty and out of breath, and she looks gross for Betty. She does. There's a lot of moments of that in oh, this yeah. episode. Yeah. 
girl, I got some things to talk about about Betty. Oh, I cannot wait to hear what you say about Betty. Yeah, I mean, it's starting. She's so sweaty. Mm -hmm. She's just like her shirt is all sweaty, and it's it's very. It starts incredibly frenetic. Yeah, it's very quick cuts, very close shots. Mm Of her face, the horse's face is mm-hmm. very close and just like back and forth, and you just hear that galloping yes. sound. Yeah, she's running from mm. what though? What is she running from? What is she galloping from? Where is this? Where does she wish this horse would take her? Oh shit! Far away. So when she gets back, it's like Saturday morning, and Donna's still in bed. So she must have gone early, real early. And he's trying to be kind of light with her, but she's not having it. She tells him, you know, you need to fix this outlet, you know, call the electrician, do something. And he's treating her like she's just anxious about this dinner party that she's hosting. Right. And she's not having it. Yeah, she's giving him a lot of Betty sass. Yeah, there's a lot of Betty sass. So do your do your damn thing. Do the do the damn thing. Do Do the the honeydews. She's got a whole list of honeydews. It's Saturday morning. Get off your ass. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we see Don at work. And he's in a meeting about Heineken. Mm-hmm. And he, there is a market that is excited that Heineken is imported. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about this discussion? Like, what is your impression of Heineken? Girl, I don't drink beer. Yeah. I mean, Heineken is so old school to me now. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, clearly, if. Uh, right. In 50 in years, 62, 60 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I when I think of Heineken, I don't mm-hmm. think like, ooh, fancy imported. Yeah, neither. It's like there's Bud, there's Miller, there's Heineken, right? There's, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, I think it's better. Like if you do drink beer, it is better than those. But yeah, it's still just like so easy to pass by. Yeah, but it sounds like what they were trying to do with it in 1962 is what like Stella Artois does now, where it's trying to sell itself as being like European and exotic. Mm-hmm. When it's beer. Mm-hmm. So Don suggests marketing to homemakers who are entertain, you know, housewives entertaining, setting up aisles, uh, end aisles with like dinner party stuff yep. and Heineken around it. Yeah. And Pete says, housewives love green. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? No, Pete's really in the background being yeah. kicked around. Yeah. And they, and the, it's like they don't, it's kind of confusing just because it's so clear to us that there's this house, there's this dinner party coming up, and then Don's like, "Hey, we want this to go." Like, it's almost like I wasn't surprised when we see Heineken at the dinner party because it seemed almost like that's exactly what they were meaning to do. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, the conversation turns to the actual dinner party that's coming up, and Duck says he might not be coming, but Roger. Don tells him that Roger wants them all to meet with Crab Coulson. Right. Who is the guy that Don had talked to on Memorial Day about the Bay of Pigs. I was wondering who this fucking guy was. Yeah. I had to, like, look it up just to confirm. Okay. It's it's a business thing. It's not just, right. you know, come right. see the wife. It's a business thing that they want Duck there. And so, as they're leaving, Pete kind of waits to leave. And Don's like... What do you want? Yeah, he shrugs at him. And clearly Pete was not invited to yes, this. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is not a little Petey at uh-huh. the big kid's table kind of dinner party. Yeah. Like, get out of here, Pete. So then we go back to Betty, who's preparing the house. Mm-hmm. And she starts just messing with this wobbly chair. Oh, boy. And how, describe how you took this in. 
This is Betty boiling over. Yeah. This is this is what I predicted. Yeah. She's slowly boiling over mm-hmm. until she reaches her breaking point. Yeah. So she's got this chair that's wobbly. Uh-huh. <laughs> this fucking scene. <laughs> she starts like banging it on the ground, and I yeah. knew she was trying to like bust it into a million pieces. Yeah. But she's so fucking weak. Yeah. Like she looks so yeah. weak. There's not there's not a moment where like rage becomes power right. that becomes physical destruction. Right. It's just her still quiet, weak self just it's it's it. robotic. Yeah. It's like lifting the chair and setting it down <laughs> and somehow this yeah. lifting and setting it down right. smashes it into pieces. Yeah. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how in real life the physics of that would work out. Yeah. But that's what happens. It felt a little bit it's like that like she wasn't letting anything come out anywhere other than just on this chair. Mm. Her face she wasn't she was still trying to kind of keep control of herself. Mhm. And it's just manifesting in this chair, and she doesn't scream, right. and she doesn't cry, and she takes care of it. She cleans it up. So immediately. Yeah. yeah. So she, I mean, she holds everything together until this dinner party is done. Mm-hmm. She's, she's just keep, she's wound up the way you described Joan. Yeah. And then this is where the kids are watching from the other room. Yes. And then we don't actually see Betty leave. We just see the kids' eyes. Their like, eyes following. follow her. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of expecting them to like look at each other. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. And so, poor, yeah, poor kids. Those poor kids. I don't know what the hell's going on with their parents. Mm-mm. And then the next time we see this group, we see Sally doing ballet for some very doing little kid shit. Doing little kid shit. Yeah. For these adults who are just like Rogers. Banging his head along with it, like, mm-hmm. all right, whenever you're ready, let's go. <laughs> and Carla is helping Betty. And I have to note, mm-hmm. Betty's dress, she's got this white dress with these yes. polka dots mm-hmm. that has uh, multicolored polka dots and mm-hmm. a green and a blue stripe on the dress. You're shitting me. Her apron mm-hmm. is bright blue. Oh. Mm-hmm. The apron that she's wearing in this scene is mm-hmm. bright blue. I don't know what all this mm-hmm. blue on these yeah. ladies represents, yeah. but it's there. All okay. Right. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to. You don't have to justify it. Okay. From now on, I'm just gonna. I just want you that. to be like, bitch was in blue. Bitch was in. Bitch was in blue. That's, That's the name of the segment. segment. <laughs> this is the kind of thing you can't get on Zoom. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. It is a pretty polka dot dress. It's beautiful. And she looks great. She looks amazing. Uh, Mona, Roger's wife, who is also his real wife, as we discussed. Right, right. Is in a black dress with these, like, bronzy copper swirls. They're flowers. Yeah. It's florals. Both of the other women are in floral cocktail dresses, like, Mm -hmm. fitted. Yeah. And Betty is in the classic 1950s, like, Mm A-line, floofy um, cut. Yeah. And it's cream with these mm-hmm. polka dots she loves a floofy cut. she loves a floofy there's cut. a good one later yes i'm sure you saw too that we'll discuss i i liked mona's dress it reminded me of like grecian pottery mm, that, sure that color scheme was very yeah, pretty to me it was pretty and then they all start talking about their daughters because all three of these couples have daughters mm-hmm. and betty says that she's sally will play piglet in this very professional looking yes. winnie the pooh production right and <laughs> Crab's 14-year-old daughter won't waltz on his feet anymore. No. 
And then Roger's goddamn daughter's engaged. Engaged. These girls. They're growing up so fast. And it's like, they don't need their... They don't need their dads. Husbands, no, their dads no more. They're going to have husbands. <laughs> and then Duck arrives. He he has a daughter, but he don't have no wife. And he oh. lies and says his date canceled. Did he lie? I don't believe anything Duck says. Okay. Now, I agree that I think he lied. Yes. Because why would he have had a date? I mean, I guess... Yeah. I guess the whole, like, what he's saying is, you know, mm-hmm. my wife would have freaked out if there were odd numbers and I don't want to be the only yeah. one going stag, which, okay. But then why would a date cancel at the last minute? That's not what a woman would do in 1962. No, which is why I think he's lying. Right. And he already tried to get out of it mm-hmm. earlier. He's yeah. like, I don't think I can make it. Now, once again, I don't remember anything that happens. But I feel like the last couple episodes, Duck is not doing well in his soul. No, he's not. And we're like kind of seeing flashes of it, and it's not the focus, and he's not having any breakdowns. Yeah. Everything seems okay. Yeah. But he's definitely not, he doesn't really want to be around people. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. He, I mean, listen, he is the impetus of Cujo. That's true. He himself. Yeah. So he I should think be ashamed. he's, I think he's feeling that. I think he knows that he has mm-hmm. set off uh, mm-hmm. a series of events. Yeah. Of which that cannot be turned back. Yeah. And he's struggling. He is struggling. With he's his, struggling with that. The effect he's had on the world. Mm-hmm. So Betty does seem to passively, aggressively tell Carlo, the head count is now seven. Yeah. <laughs> and then we meet Petra and Crab Colson, and Roger says, Crab, duck, duck, crab. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck kind of name is Crab? I don't know. It's and very strange. Is rock crab a thing? Some kind of rock... Rock lobster is a thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, just because Petra is an interesting name, too. Mm-hmm. And she kind of pressures Duck to drink. Petra right. is a drunk. She's Petra least, is fucking wasted. She's wasted. You know, maybe she's just having a wild night. Mm. But she's definitely drunk all night. Yes. And uh, I thought I recognized her, that actress. Her name's Amy Landecker, I believe. Hmm. And according, I like went all through her IMDb. And the mm-hmm. only things that I've seen her in for sure are Louie, mm. where she played his mother, I'm guessing in flashbacks. Oh. And Transparent. And I don't remember who she played in that. But I never she, saw Transparent. I saw like the first season. Okay. So I I just, she's only in this episode of Mad Men apparently. And I, I thought she was neat. <laughs> and so they're talking about rich people stuff, about boats. And that's when... Crab asks Don if he's going to join the club. Right. Which is, I'm, were they the, they aren't who invited them. Okay. Because the Pattersons invited them and they are the Colsons. All right. Perfect. That's Um, what I was going to ask. But if that's who he was talking to about the Bay of Pigs. Yeah. It was, it's definitely him. Yeah. He was just at the club. Yeah. Because they keep mentioning the firm he's with. Mm. And that's where I was like, okay, yeah, I've heard this. So... They, they go from the living room to the dining room. Petra runs into a wall. <laughs> I do that all the time. Even yeah. when I'm not drunk, I yeah. I often am like, why do I not know where my body is? Yeah. Let me tell you, every <laughs> single day, uh-huh. every single day, yeah. I hit my left funny bone. On one thing or on different things? Different things. Really? Every single day. That's If a day a goes problem. by where I haven't hit my funny bone, I'm uh-huh. like... What? <laughs> it has not yet happened today. Yeah. All right. But I imagine this chair at yeah. some point, mm-hmm. I'm going to bash it on there. Yeah. And every time it happens, I yell out, 
every day because <laughs> I get so frustrated. I don't know where my body is. Yeah, clearly. When I had new babies, like mm-hmm. when the girls were little, and yeah. I, you know, like when you have a tiny baby, you're kind of carrying them, mm-hmm. kind of held to your chest, sometimes like upright. Yeah. Or, you know, in your arms, like cradled. Mm-hmm. I had a legitimate fear. Yeah. That I was going to bash their heads into a door frame. Yeah. Just like walking down the hallway. That's legit. Because I bash myself into it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would I suddenly not do it just because right. there's a baby in my arms? Right. Luckily, I never did mm-hmm. bash their heads <laughs> into a door frame. <laughs> but I can relate to Petra yeah. of just being like, where'd that wall come from? All right. And I'm not an It's very generous of you. Yeah. It's very generous. Now, I yeah. do think Petra in this scene is wasted. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not even her house. Like, how is she supposed to know exactly how where the walls are? <laughs> At least once a week, yeah. I run into the door frame, oh, no. going from my upstairs to my downstairs. Have you considered like just wearing like one elbow pad all the time? I didn't until just now, I and mean, it's always my left elbow. Yeah, so you don't have to. Sometimes it's my right, but it's most often my left. I feel like, and and I bet in that situation. You would be so aware of it being on your elbow that you would stop hitting it. Mm. Mm. You could train yourself to maintain an awareness. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not your physical therapist or your <laughs> hypnotist, but you need one, clearly. I do. Yeah. I don't know where my body is. <laughs> it's like the opposite of a phantom limb. <laughs> yes! Right. It's, yes. It's uh-huh. very strange. Yeah. I don't understand space and time. Yeah. I cannot move Those are hard. through space mm-hmm. efficiently, apparently. <laughs> it's taken 35 years. I haven't gotten there yet. You'll get there. Okay. Let's hope. Let's hope, dear listener. <laughs> if you've got any, you know, we don't often ask for prayer requests on this podcast. <laughs> but if you could just, just pray for my elbow. Yeah, help Ashley survive without, yeah. you know. Constant knocking her funny bone. Yep. So when they get to the dining, Betty announces the around the world menu. Yes. And the one the one thing I didn't really write I didn't write everything down because it's a around the world menu. But (laughs) they, according to Matt Zoller Size book, Betty's Japanese choice for her around the world dinner menu is far from adventurous, as nearly every fifties and sixties cocktail party seem to include rumaki. R U M A K I. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I wrote, I mean, mm-hmm. I wrote down, I wrote down everything she had in her menu. Well, let me tell you the base, the next line. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Although the recipe varies, it typically contains a water chestnut and chicken liver wrapped in bacon. Gross. Yeah, that's what I said. That's but very 1960s. It, it doesn't sound Japanese. It's not the Japanese that we eat now. No. For sure. It does. It's. It sounds like something you would see in a 1962 edition of *The Joy of Cooking* mm. that allegedly was Japanese. But maybe it's super Japanese. Maybe it's the most Japanese dish that I ever existed. I don't think Japanese have a lot of bacon. Chicken livers, mm-hmm. okay. Water chestnuts, sure. But bacon, I don't know about. I'm not gonna pretend to know enough about Japanese agriculture okay. to make that. Okay. But. Rumaki, according to Wikipedia, is an hors d'oeuvre of tiki culture origin. It oh. was popularly served at Trader Vic's and other Polynesian restaurants in the 50s and 60s. Ingredients method vary, but it usually includes water chestnuts, chicken liver wrapped in bacon and marinated in soy sauce, and ginger or brown sugar, then fried or baked. 
Oh. Which, I mean, what is tiki culture but, you know, people in New York and California mm. pretending to be in Hawaii. Right. So this Wikipedia article doesn't seem to mention that it actually is Japanese. Yeah. It just has uh, soy sauce right. and water chestnuts. Right. And so they're like, it's Japanese. <laughs> so what else was on their menu, Ashley? Uh, gazpacho from Spain. Mm. Rumaki from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, a leg of lamb and egg noodles like her grandmother used to make in Germany. Oh. Burgundy wine. Mm-hmm. Or beer from Holland. Heineken. Heineken. And Don in the initial meeting yeah. is like, Holland is like Paris yeah. to housewives. Yeah. And she's like, it's beer from Holland. Yeah. And Completely unironically. Right. She and or Carla went to the store mm-hmm. and said, hey, this beer is imported from mm-hmm. Holland. It will be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so Duck, everyone, you know, all the men at the table immediately, well, the three from Sterling Cooper realized that this connects with their Heineken meeting. And Duck asks Don if he had brought the Heineken, like, on purpose. Right. Did you bring a case from work? Yeah. And he says no. And Duck says, you would do anything to win an argument. Uh Uh-huh. And they never quite explain what happened to everyone else. And Betty is, she's kind of having a Joan holding back Mm -hmm. her real emotions. You can tell she feels like she's been tricked. She's being laughed at. Yeah. Because they're laughing. They're legitimately, they even say, ha-ha, that's funny. Right. And she says, what's Mm -hmm. funny? I don't get it. And it's not that she did something wrong. Right. It's just that she she was just a pawn in their game, mm-hmm. and they didn't even, they don't care. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, some other housewife. It was Don's wife that right. this went down. And right. he clearly had all of the, like, it all moved very fast and worked perfectly. Right. <laughs> Which is just kind of why, I like, it seems like it worked almost too perfectly to me, just because it all happened so fast. Mm-hmm. But it's still... Great and fine, and I'm happy that I'm <laughs> And then Petra is like, I have to sit down. I don't yeah. have to be there's They're standing at the table. I mean, Duck does uh-huh. tell Betty yeah. what why they're laughing. Yeah. He eventually says, uh, you know, Heineken is one of our clients. Uh-huh. Don said that you were the market, and you are. Right. Yeah, it, it just doesn't go into exactly, you know, we put, this is how we market. Right, right, right. Which right. is... It's own thing. Right. And then Betty, when he explains mm-hmm. all this, he does, like you say, he yeah. doesn't go into detail. Yeah. But he says, you know, Don said that you were the market and you uh-huh. are. Yeah. Betty says, oh, that is funny. Mm-hmm. What an interesting experiment. <sighs> Boy. Oof. Oof. Daggers. Ice. Oof. Anger. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Betty. Yeah. That is my, I hate feeling embarrassed. And feeling yeah. like people are, there's some joke Yes. That I am the subject of, or the yes. object of, but not aware of. Right. Ugh. Yeah, that's terrible. That's the worst. That's a terrible feeling. Yeah. And when she has been working her ass off mm-hmm. to get this going and for like a week. Yes. And she is so proud that it's all happening and it's she's finally, this is like her crowning moment. Yeah. This is, this yeah. is her job. Yeah. Her job yeah. as a 1962 housewife to an executive mm-hmm. is yeah. to throw amazing dinner parties, be the mm. ultimate hostess, have everything perfect. Yeah. And she's crushing it. Yeah. And she's like, here I am crushing it. I am yeah. so proud. Don, aren't you so proud of me? Yeah. Just kidding. You're all fucking laughing at me. Yeah. And now I have to sit 
and continue to be the hostess for the entire meal. Right. <sighs> right. Poor Betty. Poor Betty. And so afterward, Betty and Carla are cleaning up, and she sends Carla home. You know, they, they're kind of congratulating each other on mm-hmm. it being a success. I thought that the way Betty thanked Carla later on when Roger, no, when Harry thanks Joan for working on the scripts, it felt kind of the same of just a not being aware of how much work they actually did. Mm. Like, I'm sure, you know, Betty and Carla, they work a lot together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Carla works for her. And I'm I'm sure, we don't really see a lot of them interacting, but... Just the fact that, just kind of a dismissive, hey, thanks for doing all yeah, that work. Right. <laughs> Goodbye. Right. And and Carla's just a very small part. Like, right. Betty is also unappreciated in this whole thing. I just thought that was... Right. Small. And Don is just drinking, can barely get off the couch to put his drink down. Yeah. Oh, he's on the couch watching TV, drinking, as all these, like, mm-hmm. dishes are piled up. Uh-huh. All this work still needs to be done to get everything cleaned up. And he's uh-huh. just... He hasn't done anything to set up the party. No. It was specifically for him to help his business. Mm-hmm. And now the party is done and he's yeah. not doing anything afterward. Yeah. He's the worst. Patriarchy! Patriarchy! <laughs> and then I wrote, Betty moves in for the kill. Yeah. And she just she just tells him, you embarrassed me. You knew I would buy that beer because you know me so well. You know everything about me. And then you laughed. You all laughed. Yeah. And Don's like, oh. I use our life for work all the time. And and then she's, you know, she's saying like, you know, he apologizes. You never mean it. I'm not going to bed until you tell me why you insist on humiliating me. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's like, maybe humiliation over the beer isn't the only humiliation that Betty's thinking about. Right. That's right. She's yeah. not embarrassed. She's mm-hmm. not only embarrassed about this beer. Yeah. She's embarrassed that the way she found out about mm-hmm. about Don's affair yeah. was at a fancy party yeah. by the husband of the mistress. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing as hell. Definitely. And they had to leave early because of yeah. that. Yeah. And then she barfed. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. I wrote, Betty has emotion. She really does. She she does a really mm-hmm. nice job in this scene. Yeah. For parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the beginning, like uh-huh. this part where she's... Yeah initially sort of telling him off this mm-hmm. beginning part of the scene yeah. and saying, like, you embarrassed me and, you know, it must be so funny being in on it, yeah. like, being in on the joke. Mm-hmm. She She's pissed. Yeah. She's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And then, at, like, he kind of, he dismisses her. I think he, you know, walks to another room and she tells him, I know about you and that woman. Damn it, Don, I know you're having an affair. How could you? She's so old. She's so old. <laughs> Betty, 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 Betty. Doesn't know him at all. Yeah. And then Don pulls the gaslighting response, yep. which is like, what do you actually know? Tell me yep. facts. Jimmy, I'm not going to dignify Jimmy Barrett with a response. I know how he looks at you. Turns it around on her. Yeah. He's, she's, you know, the promiscuous one. Yep. Well, he says, go ahead, tell me what, you know, what do you know? And she yep. says, Jimmy told me. And he says, Jimmy hates me. Yeah. And yeah. what did he say? And she says, why? So you can pick it apart and yeah. twist my words? That is such a good, like, stance to take. Yep. That, like, just with anyone who is arguing with you when they try to make yep. you prove things. Yeah. Don's being a troll right now. He's being, he's being the fucking worst. Yeah, he's being a bad he's guy. He's being a real bad guy. Just mm-hmm. outright... Yeah, gaslighting. Lying, Mm -hmm. gaslighting her, trying to make her think she's crazy. Mm -hmm. But he knows 
everything she says is exactly true. 100% true. And yeah. And is realizing like, oh, Jimmy also. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy hit both of us. Great. Yeah. And then Don goes to their bed, but Betty goes and sleeps in Sally's bed. Yeah. And then the next Still morning, in her party dress. Mm-hmm. And we see her in the next day still in that dress. Yes. Smoking. She looks road hard and put away wet. Yes. Her hair is like, her beautifully curled mm-hmm. hair is yeah. now kind of like smushed down, all mm-hmm. straightened out. The one strap of her dress has fallen off her shoulder. Mm-hmm. She's slouched in this chair. She's not yeah. sitting up tall like she normally does. Yeah. She's just smoking yeah. while the kids are doing whatever. And if Don wants to eat something, he can take toast off their plate. Yep. she ain't making him shit. Yep. You know what? Good. Mm-hmm. She's not pretending anymore it's beautiful yeah i this whole like next morning or Mm -hmm. next day is so beautiful yeah everything that they're showing about her sort of like spiral Mm -hmm. because she's just spiraling yeah hard she's finally let those floodgates open she's admitted Mm -hmm. that she knows this not only to don but to herself Mm -hmm. yeah and you know what don's sleeping with some old lady why is she getting dressed why is she doing her mm-hmm. hair and makeup she doesn't have to you know she doesn't need to be pretty and all that like yeah apparently that isn't enough for him yeah so why should she even bother yeah and then she's got wine she's in don's closet and she's like checking every pocket she's going through every pocket she is smelling mm-hmm. everything and then just throwing it on the floor now listen this reminds me of a song I would love to hear this song. I forget who it's by. Let me look it up. Okay. Um, there's this rap song. Oh, it's by an artist named Risque. Mm. And the song is called Smell Your Dick. <laughs> Go on. And the chorus goes, let me smell your dick. Okay. And the whole point yeah. is her man comes home mm-hmm. and the way she's going to know whether or not he's been cheating mm-hmm. is to smell his dick. Yeah. And see if it smells like something it's supposed to smell like. I mean... Hey. <laughs> and that is you gotta all. You got to do what you got to do. That's all I can think of when I see yeah. Betty smelling right. his suits, yeah. his pocket squares, just mm-hmm. taking a big old whip. Yeah. I'm like, get over here. Let me smell your dick. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know how she's going to escalate this crusade. Mm-mm. So this is just step one. Yeah. But she's she she goes to the desk, mm-hmm. and you had you had predicted at some point she would see the desk uh, after Don gave Adam all the money, mm-hmm. and she and she, even though it was locked, she would recognize that there was a certain weight of paper gone. <laughs> but that didn't seem to come to fruition. She didn't mention that. No, she didn't no. mention all those missing papers. Yeah. But she did find a bunch of receipts with ideas. And like kill napkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There and but also like a Yahtzee yeah. card. Yeah. And it has a campaign that we remember him yeah. thinking up. What do women want? And it's like, oh, here's something about women. What do women want? But it's still just advertising. Yeah. Like it's still not the thing. Yeah. And then we see Don in a meeting with Heineken reps, and Duck is trying to encourage him to tell the story of how his wife bought the Heineken. Yeah. yeah. But Don's like. No, it just it's selling good to wealthy homemakers. It's great. Yeah. And and uh, Duck tells the story, and then he says that it's important to her that the that she's the perfect hostess, the mm-hmm. perfect wife, because they're convincing the Heineken men to advertise in ladies' magazines. Right. Which is very similar to what 
Harry and Joan did to convince whoever those clients were to advertise mm-hmm. on these ladies' TV shows. Mm-hmm. And, and what Peggy did when she was convincing the CYO people to advertise yeah. to the girls advertise to get the boys. To the girls. And so it's all these women who are like, women buy things. Yeah. And, and have power. Right. I mean, they've said that over and over in this yeah. show. That yeah. it's the women mm-hmm. who, like, that ad that she pulls out on that Yahtzee yeah. card. Isn't that for, like, Gillette or something? Isn't it shaving? It, it was Right Guard. Right Guard. Yeah. And it's all about yeah. women. And and Don had even said when in that episode, who buys deodorant? Your girl right. or your wife. Right. So, yeah. That's definitely a big part of this episode. Mm-hmm. And... Then we see Betty is back at home taking a dress, taking a nap in her dress. There's his suits are all over the bed. Yeah, she's sleeping on his side of the bed. Yeah, on top of the covers. Uh-huh. Suits are ever. It's yeah. a mess. She's yeah. a mess. Truly, and there's a bottle of wine. We only see a bottle of wine on on the bedside table. Sally comes in and offers her an aspirin because she knows that mommy and daddy sometimes they need aspirin. Yeah. And then she gets out of bed, or she swings her legs off the bed mm-hmm. and just crushes some glass. A wine glass. And I, like, gasped. Because you just hear it, which yeah. is merciful. Yes. <laughs> but. Yes. She totally steps on a piece of glass. Yes. Her foot's all bleeding. And then she, like, doesn't even have the energy to really clean it up. Like, nope. she's so spent yep. with all of this. And when Don comes home. Betty is still in that bed mm-hmm. on, with that dress. In that party dress. Yeah. Her hair a mess. Mm-hmm. She's got like a stretchy headband in her hair yeah. now. Yeah. Like not only is her hair not done up, uh-huh. but she's got this like yeah, stretchy headband. Yeah. What you might put on when you're like taking off your makeup. What, yeah. What Betty might put on when she's right. taking off her makeup. Right. I'm not putting anything on. <laughs> and Don right. asks what happened here and Betty says nothing happened here. I went through every pocket, every drawer. I would never do this to you. How could you do this to me? Yeah. And he's still saying, mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Yeah. That line, that just like her just telling him, nothing you say is working. Like, I, you're, you are just, it was so much more. It's one thing to say in the past you slept with someone else. Yeah. But right now, yeah. you are doing this to me. Right. And that is so heavy she she says how could you do this to me and he mm-hmm. says i didn't do anything and she just glares at him yeah just glare yeah. like she could mm-hmm. pierce his skull yeah with the lasers shooting yeah. out of her eyeballs mm-hmm. and he just walks away yeah and fuck then, don draper fuck don draper he's being as most the most assholey that he can be in all yes this. yeah because he's you know don's mo is to pretend things didn't happen. <laughs> he doesn't like facing his past. Right. And even though he and what's her name are done. Right. As far as we know, he still can't admit it. Right. So Don's sleeping on the couch, and then we see Betty. She has showered. Yeah, finally. Yeah. She's in a robe. She She's still not done up, but no. she's cleaned. And she wakes him up and says, I don't want it to be like this, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. And he still denies it. And well, and he reaches out for her. He puts yeah. his hand on her knee or her mm-hmm. hand or something, and she says, yeah. "Don't." Yeah. So she's 
she's in this space where she realizes she doesn't want to be what's her name from down the street. Yes. The divorcee. Damn. Uh, Glenn's mom. Yeah, Glenn's mom. Wow. Divorced Doris. Divorced Doris. <laughs> yeah, so she's doing that classic thing. Helen. Helen. Ooh, nice boy. job, Catherine. I don't remember their last name. Nice job. No, I don't remember either. Helen Bishop. We did it! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, listeners, dear listener, for coming to us with all your Mad Men questions. <laughs> we are clearly <laughs> highly qualified to <laughs> report on all things Mad Men. We got there. Yeah. We got there. So we haven't seen her in a hot minute. Yeah. Goddamn. Okay. Helen. You just you slapped Betty once and... You slapped you, and you disappeared. Wait, you got slapped by Betty, actually. Oh, true, true, true. And then you just disappeared. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want to be like her. She doesn't want to be like Helen Bishop. And yeah. she's also, she's doing that thing of like, I don't want it to be like this. I uh-huh. want desperately to fix it. Yeah. But also, so don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Because Don, the way he tends to end arguments and conversations is by having sex. Yep. Like, he's always... I mean, we've talked about it, like, Valentine's Day and then with the Cadillac. Yep. Like, Betty just kind of goes along with him oftentimes when he's initiating mm-hmm. that. And, and she's like, nope, not today. And and she and he looks her in the eye and tells her, like, nothing, nothing happened. happened. And she says, you never look me in the eye. Or he says, now you do. Mm-hmm. But you never say you love me. Do you hate me? Yeah. She asks him, do you hate me? Yeah. That is so heavy. And then he says, no, I love you, Bets, and I love the children. I don't want to lose all this. Right. Which is like, you just don't want to get kicked out. Right. That's that's not the right answer right now. Right. And then she She just just walks away. away. (laughs) She doesn't say anything. She just walks away. Yeah. Whoo! Betty's really good in this episode. She is. She's crushing it. Yeah. She's crushing it. She has some actual emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. And, now, we're, and we're feeling for her. And yes. we, like, know what those emotions are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing such a... So, when she originally confronts Don about how she's embarrassed, mm-hmm. like, the night before, mm-hmm. um, how she's feeling embarrassed, and I was like, she has emotion! Yeah. When she finally can, when she finally admits that mm-hmm. he's having this affair, I was like, oh, no, she lost it. Yeah. Like, she's, like, <laughs> where did that passion just go? Yeah. And then here I was like, okay, it's back. Like, yeah. she's really portraying mm-hmm. just this complete, like, lost, mm-hmm. fed up, yeah. and standing up for herself, finally. And I was like, she's got it back! Now, has she earned... Oh, girl, we gonna get there. Okay, okay. okay. We gonna get All there. Right. Oh, yeah, there's more. So then, so then, it's like another day. It's, and Betty, her hair looks amazing. Yeah. And she's got this clean, big, poofy dress on. Yeah, she's, she's back nice to Betty. Shoes. Yeah, she's being Betty. The kids are watching TV. She sits down on the couch, and her dress just umbrellas. Yeah. And, well, and she's cooking. She's yes. she's peeked in on something that's in the oven. Mm-hmm. She's doing the classic, like, getting dinner ready for yes. Don for when he gets home. Yes. Here we are, back to being the perfect family. Mm-hmm. Perfect housewife. And the kids are watching TV. And one line that I heard mm-hmm. was... it. I don't know what show it was. Maybe Leave It to Beaver that's, or something. That's what I kind of thought it yeah. was. One of those types of shows. One of those. That one. But the dad says, how do you know you lost her? Uh-huh. And a little boy says, today I walked into the malt shop and there was another guy at the end of my straw. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, Betty. Poor Betty. I didn't even connect that to her, but that's so true. Yeah. Of just... There was another girl at the end of her straw. And no one told her. <laughs> Nobody yeah. told her. She just had to find out the hard way. Yep. And then the commercial comes on, and it's that Jimmy Barrett Utz ad that we saw being filmed. Yep. And the line that I heard from it was, am I crazy? I don't think so. Yeah. And Betty just, like, is overcome. Yeah, like, her face. Yeah. Like, she, she's she's gone back to being Betty here. She is mm-hmm. making dinner. She's in her dress. She's got her hair done up. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be back into the perfect wife mode. Yeah. And then we hear this little boy say, there was another guy at the end of my straw. Mm-hmm. And then you hear Jimmy Barrett's voice. The camera is on her. Yeah. And you hear his voice and you see her look up. Mm-hmm. And that's when it turns back to the t- television. Mm-hmm. And when it comes back to her, her face is just like yeah. fury. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck no, mm-hmm. I'm not going back to just being perfect wife yeah. and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's not, she's not. No, she's not happy. <laughs> so then we, we get back and we're in Don's office and it's like shadowy and smoky. Mm. And Duck is telling, you know, just talking about business, about the Heineken or whatever with mm-hmm. Don. And then Betty calls and just says, don't come home. I don't care what you do. I just don't want you here, Don. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. And she hangs up. And then she walks over mm-hmm. and turns off the oven. Yes. And that's where I was like. Strumpet trumpet. Betty's first strumpet. Betty's first strumpet trumpet. Girl, I was so proud of her. Yeah. That's right. You tell that, Don. You don't fucking come home. Yeah. This is your house and your life. And he's lying to you and not respecting you. So fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, her turning off that oven is like her i'm not a housewife anymore yeah and then it's joan taking down her bra strap yeah and peggy in the bathtub and father gill taking off his collar and being then rock and roll jesus being rock and roll jesus and then don is in like the break room at work and he pulls out a heineken all of this trouble yeah <laughs> this fucking heineken and then it does the thing that it does often yeah that you love yeah where the camera just pulls back out of the room and we don't even see him and we just see this empty office. Yeah. Yeah. They do that a lot for their yeah. ending shots. Just this uh-huh. long pull out. Yeah. This long tracking shot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really interesting. Yeah. And there's Don. Just. I think they did that especially mm-hmm. here to show, to really drive home that he's still in the office. Yeah. Because at first it's not quite clear where mm-hmm. he is. I mean, you can guess that he's in the break room. Yeah. But we don't see the break room that often. It's not like it's right. noticeable enough yeah. that we can get that empty glimpse. Yeah, it looks just like a weird uh, room yeah. with a refrigerator in it that we've right. never seen. Yeah. Right, It's like, could this be like That's a hotel true. lobby or mm-hmm. something? And so then, yeah, they yeah. pull back and they show the darkened, mm-hmm. like, all the lights yeah. off. But you see the bullpen. When he could just, like, he has a couch and a bar cart in his office. He could have just poured a whiskey and sat in yeah. his own office. But he yeah. went for the Heineken. He went for the Heineken. It was a quiet ending, but except for, I mean, this rock and roll song is playing. And oh, it, right. Yeah, it goes Over top. from Colin Hanks performing it to Peter, Paul, and Mary's actual, I'm assuming that. Oh, I didn't even yeah. notice that. When other voices and instruments started singing. Yeah, I did not even yeah. notice it, that at all. It's actually very, it's not a, like, it's very smooth the way they do it. But yeah. So this, uh, that's the end of that episode. Woo! Doozy. Hell of a 
do now listen we we call things doozies we do we use nearly every time last but this episode one wasn't a doozy. no last episode was not this fuck episode. that episode this episode was a doozy yeah because we got to like don don and betty finally coming addressing the elephant yeah. that's been in the room for two years yeah we have peggy almost coming close to um, you know confessing to father gill mm-hmm. and then joan we see joan like at home which mm-hmm. is not you know her domestic life right which spoiler alert we will see more of joan's domestic life yay yeah that's so, exciting i really like it yeah it's it's really neat to see her in that different context mm-hmm. because I, you know if you don't see the and they do a great job of it joan could just be a bitch full stop mm-hmm. if if we only saw her the way she is with Paul Kinsey. Right. <laughs> or or even like this last last up where, you know, she's trying to just be a good employee and boss, but right. has to be a hard ass. But that was mm-hmm. deserved. Yeah. The Mad Zoller's Heist article calls it like a, a, a triptych of misery or something. Mm. <laughs> There's some kind of word for it. Because this episode focuses on people who are underappreciated mm-hmm. it starts mm-hmm. well well you have you've got betty right underappreciated you have anita peggy's sister mm. and who you know her boys and her husband and her mom are all just on her ass right you have peggy who's being kind of coerced into doing all of this work for free and like the article is like it you know father gill isn't like overtly misogynistic but he's also pressuring her yeah. in a way that he can only get away with because he's a man and also because he's a representative of this giant institution right because the we shake our fists at the patriarchy but the catholic church is Girl, another giant don't even get me yeah. started on my fist shaking at jesus <laughs> At organized religion. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> and and this is, you know, I think in 2021 Ann Arbor, we can really dismiss church and religion and stuff mm-hmm. as being, like, you know, parts of some people's lives. But it was everything mm-hmm. in this world. And it still is in a lot of places. It's right. just we're, you know, outside of that. Right. We see Harry, who is in this, you know, he's kind of, he's also being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. himself, but then he in turn takes advantage of Joan. Right. Who is also underappreciated by her husband. And. Right. And then of course, you know, Betty and then like Carla's like a, Carla is a very minor character, but we see her more in this episode than we ever see her in any other episode. Mm -hmm. And so she's just another, you know, silent. There's these people in the background that are being, um, pushed around in right. different ways. And boy, oh boy, was that dinner party a night to remember. It sure was. Which is which is the name of the episode. Name of the episode? It's the, it's it's the, the name of the dance. You know, it, it, Peggy has her way. The CYO dance. And it is not mentioned in the show. It comes from like a book and a movie maybe about the Titanic sinking. Oh. So, you know... In this dinner party with all these fancy mm. people, and they did talk about boats. For they did talk no about no particular boats. reason, mm-hmm. and also there were a few drownings. Mm. I don't know in the back. I don't know if you could know if you picked up on that. 
just in the background of that scene, people yeah. were slowly sinking beneath yep. mm-hmm. the water. Yeah. Okay. Irish people specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. That's all but right. Yeah. This is this is just a very much a lady focused episode. Yeah. I was talking to my dad about this show yesterday, as I tend to as do. As you do. Or maybe the day before. Who knows? And we've both, and you may have heard this too, you know, we know people who have seen one episode or maybe just the first season of Mad Men mm-hmm. and been like, why would I want to watch this? Mm. It's so misogynistic. Mm. It's just men being assholes. I see enough men being assholes in day-to-day life. Right. But like when you actually watch the show. Right. Yes, there are men being assholes. There are men who learn Mm-hmm. from their behavior but there are so many strong women yeah who are we've had so many strumpet trumpets up in so here so many strumpet trumpets yeah and and they are like they're not they don't just happen to be characters on the show they're they might be wives but right. you know peggy and joan aren't right and and betty betty and don only barely like <laughs> intersect most of the time like right. she does have her own you know, story and all of that. And so it's, yeah, all of these women who are so strong. Rachel's strong. Rachel's Midge. strong as hell. Midge is strong as hell. Bobby Barrett's Bobby strong as hell. Bobby is strong as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there is so much in this show for women and for people who want to see women succeed. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've never understood people who dismiss the show out of hand because yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Well, my yeah. mom loves to tell me, uh-huh. girl, she done binged this whole series in yeah. like a month and a half. <laughs> and every time I talked to her, she was like, it gets so good. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Don't spoil it. And then she started getting like real specific about the last season. And I was like, oh, no, don't. You? Well, not too specific. Yeah. yeah. But Still. she was trying. Mm-hmm. She was trying to like. She just wants to talk to you. She wants to it. chat about it, yeah. which mom, let's chat up until season two, yeah. episode eight. Yeah. That's your cutoff. Yeah, but yeah. she goes on and on about mm-hmm. how just it Ashley, it, it just really gets so much better. It really does. Well, I'm excited because it's good as hell. It's right already now. so good, yeah. right? It's a great show. Right. I don't know if I've said this. Hey, like, Kate, on do air. you like Mad Men? I like Mad Men a lot. <laughs> I support it. Like I really hope that it doesn't get canceled. <laughs> oh, ah, why would it? Oh, uh, maybe things no. happen that you can't tell me about. No, I mean, it It didn't get canceled. Oh. Like, well, it's already I mean, existed. Well, I mean, in 2021 cancel culture, I thought that's what oh. you meant. Like, it's going to get canceled in that way. That's a good point. I hope not. Okay. Like, I hope that, I mean, what would happen is there would be some major actor or, like, Matthew Weiner. Right. Or, you know, if we turned out John Hamm is actually a terrible person. Right. Which, by all accounts, he's the best person. From everything so. I hear, he's uh, <laughs> amazing and a gentleman. Yeah. With a big old ham. I knew you were going to. <laughs> we can't talk about real john ham without that coming up no nope. no nope. <laughs> that um coming up uh you'll get it later my boyfriend was telling me earlier today about the what's his name jason momoa mm-hmm. who plays cal drogo on game yeah. of thrones aquaman aquaman apparently the first time that he had to have a sex scene with Daenerys. Yeah. You know, when they're filming sex scenes, uh-huh. the guys wear these, like, little socks, right? Yeah. Like, the little protective thing. Uh-huh. But I guess the one that he had was, like, pink or something. Yeah. And when he came on set, she saw 
him and just started laughing hysterically because it was, quote, so big (laughs) and so pink. (laughs) And she just apparently lost her shit that this big old, this big pink thing Uh was coming on set. Honestly, I'm glad he had that experience. Yeah. Yeah, you know He probably what? needed to be taken down He needed somebody to look at his package and just start cracking <laughs> up. Because I have a feeling he's got plenty of confidence. Listen, well-deserved, well-earned. Well, he's a beautiful, beautiful he man. He is a beautiful man. It's true. Let's just start a Jason Momoa podcast, and all it is is us <laughs> talking about how beautiful he is. Good, because I don't want to actually watch uh, any of the Aquaman movies. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. We're just going to... Mm-hmm. We'll spend our time yeah. looking at a Google image search. Yeah. I feel like we could do a podcast of just a different man, but it's just objectifying mm. yes! good looks. Let's objectify men. You haven't seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, have you? I've seen the first season. In like the, it's, I think it's the fourth, the final season, there's a song where all the ladies are like, they're all, you know, drinking and complaining about men. And the song is, let's generalize about men. <laughs> <laughs> Like in a in a you know Olivia Newton John eighties. I love it. It's it's one of the funniest songs ever written. I love it. That's so such much. a good show. I need to watch the rest of it. I saw all of season one I and I courage. loved it. Yeah. Okay, I need to rate this app. You need to rate this episode. And I need to give some predictiones. Those are your two jobs. <laughs> all right, I'm giving this app ten out of ten. God bless us. I'm giving everyone. it ten out of ten Heinekens. Perfect, because um, you are. I'm a... Are you a housewife? Rich white housewife. Because housewives love green. Housewives love green. Housewives love teal. Housewives do... Uh, oh, shit. Housewives love teal. That's our new t-shirt? Okay. okay. We need to start with the merch. Yeah. Ten Dear listeners, would you buy a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kate. Hey, Dad. <laughs> hey, Kate's dad. Hey, Beth Simon. <laughs> hey, Emily. Different Emily. No, we we have a mutual friend Emily. Yes. Who cannot fit us into her. Unfortunately, schedule. at this time, <laughs> her schedule is just so full. She, she is uh, not accepting new podcasts. She is not accepting at this new current at juncture. this time. She's not accepting new podcasts. She'll take it under advisement. Yes. She'll let us know yes. when our application has been reviewed. Right, but don't call her. Don't call She'll her. Call us. Exactly. But right. I have a different Emily friend. Okay. Who's been. Very helpful. Oh, good. Well, buy yeah. a t-shirt that we'll make. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. Heinekens because yeah. it, this was actually a doozy. It was, in fact, a doozy. It was a full doozy. Can you give like a 1 to 100 percentage of how much each episode is a doozy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is a 99% doozy. 99% doozy. <laughs> now, listen, Justin and I rate things on a scale of 1 to Heidi Sherrick. A lot. She's a very high, and that's a very high, like standard. That's, yeah, like I, that's a ten yes. plus plus. So, listener Heidi is just a, a mutual friend of ours. Not just, <laughs> but she is a mutual friend of ours from Improv World, and is probably the best human to mm-hmm. ever walk the face of the earth. It's exactly she is. Yeah, and so like if I had to rate this on a scale of one to Heidi Sherrick, it'd be a Heidi Sherrick. Wow. If I had to rate its dooziness, one Heidi Sherrick. You're throwing a lot of last names out of the pod today. <laughs> I don't think we say okay. our last names. That's all right. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to change my name soon anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's about time. 
I know. It is about time. You're changing your first name, though, right? Yes, my okay, first good. name. Because I got way too many of those in the can. There's too many Ashleys in the world. Yeah. And I am not one. You're do you agree? Ingrid. I think I'm an Ingrid. I do think so. Doesn't that feel like it fits better? Listen, I'm not blonde, and in nowhere is in my house is there a sign that says live, laugh, love. This, this is true. My this home true. does not have beige walls, no. and I don't think a pop of color is a pastel. Okay? Now, I know that that's not yeah. true of every Ashley. Right. But most. Yeah, yeah. The majority. Uh, dear listener, Ashley's... You're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to step yeah. away from from but, the idea yeah. that the Ashley name. You need to redefine Ashley for yourself. I don't want to. I just want to ditch it. I'm not going to redefine Ashley. I'm okay. going to throw it away and get a new name. Okay. It might be Ingrid. It might be for reasons that are deep in your heart. And I deep respect Deep in my them. heart. Okay. Thank you. I'll definitely call you Ingrid if that's what you're <laughs> Can I call you Gritty? Mm. <laughs> like the Philadelphia mascot. Um, no thank but you. But with these. <laughs> I really want to do that. I won't uh, even change my name to Ingrid. You'll just start calling me that. Okay. <laughs> just so you can get a sense of this is what your life will be like. Okay. Well, you, now this brings up an excellent point that I need to think of a new name that has good nickname potential. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because you're right. Yeah. There's no good nickname for Ingrid. Yeah. Because I'll be damned if I'm going to be gritty. Wow. You can call me that. I guess I'll go fuck myself then. (laughs) I'm giving you Uh sole permission whether or not my name becomes Ingrid. Thank you, darling. (laughs) And then we can hold hands the friend way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's a deal. All right. All right. Ashley. Yakety sacks. Ashley predicts. (laughs) If it ain't broke, don't fix it. For season two, episode nine. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Don is is full out living in the office. Mm-hmm. He has brought over his suits. Yes. He's got like an Ikea closet situation that he's mm-hmm. built in there. Mm-hmm. And he's a mess. Yeah. He's a mess. He's all unshaven. His mm-hmm. hair is getting all weird. He hasn't, he can't remember how to tuck in his shirt. He's eating, he's just eating garbage and he's yeah. drunk all the time and people mm-hmm. come into his office and he says, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. And they're like, like Don, you got to do some advertising. And he's like, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> so that happens. And probably some other grumblings. Mm-hmm. Assorted grumblings. Assorted grumbling. Yeah, he'll do some assorted grumbling. Yes. And so, a Cooper will try to reach out to him. Oh, yeah. Because other people will try, but he'll mm-hmm. scream at them to get out of his office. Yeah. But Cooper will come in and listen, you can't yell at Cooper. He's just too mm-hmm. lovable. Yeah. That's He's... like yelling at that puppy outside. I could never. Yeah. Don't even make me think about that. All right. I'm going to want to cry all over again. I apologize. Okay. So Cooper comes in and he gets through to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he never goes home. Yeah. He never once goes home. Mm-hmm. Betty mm-hmm. has embraced her inner bad bitch. Okay. She is, she's just a mess. Yeah. But like a cool mess. Hell yeah. She's wearing like, she. you know what she's like? She's like Midge. She's wearing mm. really cool bohemian robes. Mm-hmm. 
and not time-appropriate bras. (laughs) Yeah. And Sally and Bobby just sit in the living room and they watch her, their little heads go back and forth. Yeah. Just watching her mill about the house. Uh Uh-huh. Doing weird random shit that she probably otherwise would never have done. Okay. Yeah. Before she found her strumpet trumpet. What kind of stuff is she doing? Well, I want to say she's doing some sort of like yoga or something. Okay. So she's like, she's finding her bohemian side, but then Mm -hmm. she's also like polishing some guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she's finding like her bad bitch side Mm -hmm. too. And she's just like, did you ever see 16 Candles? Maybe. I don't remember. So there's this scene in 16 Candles, which Uh is one of the best movies ever, um, where Molly Ringwald's mom or grandma, I think it's her grandma. Mm Mm-hmm is cooking Mm -hmm. and she's smoking and she has her cigarette and she clearly hasn't taken a hit of it for a while and the ash is super long and she's like flipping bacon Mm -hmm. and Molly Ringwald's mom sees this and is getting very concerned and she's holding like a spatula under the ashes (laughs) just hoping to catch it. So Betty just has a cigarette that just burned. It's mostly ash and she's just like cooking some random weird Mm -hmm. chestnuts wrapped in like lard. Okay. And they're calling it Japanese food. Chestnuts wrapped in lard. Yeah. Called Japanese food. Aren't called they? Japanese food. Yeah, so that's Betty. She's just, she's still kind of spiraling, but feeling mm-hmm. good about it. Okay. Who else have we got? Peggy. Mm-hmm. She's starting to realize yeah. that she has a baby maker. Okay. So she completely forgot that she was a, uh, a woman. Okay. With a womb. Mm-hmm. And she's suddenly remembering, like, oh, right, periods. (laughs) That's a thing that happens when you have a womb. She's rediscovering her body. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah, as it pertains to womanhood. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to snap, really. I'm just, like, going all over the place. Three snaps in the Z formation. There are going to be no less than 19 blue dresses. Oh, okay. Or, Or blue clothing items. Okay. Doesn't have to specifically be a dress. On women only or? No. Okay. Just anybody anybody who's got some power. Yes. It's now the color of power. Okay. And we don't give a shit about lingo still because. I mean. Do you, how are you feeling? Well, when we mentioned it the other night, our yeah. fans, our rabid fans. Uh-huh. Seemed sad that the lingo prediction was gone. Oh. And we did say in the last episode. Yeah. Dear listener, yes. If you want us to bring this back, okay, let us know. But I don't know. How do you? What do you think? Okay, I'm I'm nervous to make a lingo prediction mm-hmm. and it just be way off mm. when I when I so thoroughly nailed it. I feel like we celebrated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You did an incredible job. Thank you. And we celebrated by giving you the week off. <laughs> we but honored that. We prediction. honored it. But I think you're thinking too little of yourself. Oh. That you can't continue to make lingo predictions. Okay. That very well may show up in the show. Okay. And you know what? And you just have to let go of the attachment to being accurate. See, that's hard. I understand. But this is why you need to do it. Okay. You got to lean into the things that scare you. All right. Like Boz Lerman said. Oh, shit. Boz Lerman? In that sunscreen song, do one thing every day that scares you. I also read that Eleanor Roosevelt may have said it, which sounds wrong, but I don't know. All right. You know everybody's free to wear sunscreen. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, girl, you were alive in 1997. I it, was. It's that one that's like, ladies and gentlemen of the class of 97, <gasps> oh, wear sunscreen. Yes. Okay. Okay. It slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I didn't realize I was hanging out with Gen Z over here. Jeez. I'm sure Gen Z. Jeez Louise. Where's your middle part? Good grief. All right, I'm going to make a lingo prediction. Sorry. Okay. okay. It's all right. Lingo. Okay, somebody Uh at some point is going to say, dig it. Dig it. Dig it, man. All right. I like it. Dig it. I like it. All right. It's simple. It's like lingo-y. <laughs> what more could you want? Okay. All right. All right. We did it. We did it. Thank you, dear listeners. This has been a long app, but I hope you enjoyed it. How long has it been? Now that we know how to accurately show how long it's been. Well, it'll be slightly shorter. Well, sure, because we'll cut some things out. We are just over two hours. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. That's great. It was a great app. And you know what? It was 99% doozy. It was a whole Heidi Sherrick. It was a full Heidi Sherrick. It was 10 out of 10 Heinekens. Yeah. Dear listener, do we need any other metrics for rating the episodes? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stop talking to the listener. I'm just talking to Ashley now. Or Gritty. My friend Gritty. (laughs) Gritty. (laughs) Girl, you say whatever you want. Lingo. Oh, thanks. Predictions. Ratings. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate I appreciate that validation. That's right. Um, of just let me say what I won't say. Yeah. We're not doing this for the audience. We're doing this for each other. <laughs> That's never been more true. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time. Merry, Merry Mad Men to all. And to all a good night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.